guys. Welcome to Cosmic Convergence. I'm Christian here at the Cosmic Convergence podcast and also Transcendence. And I'm here with my co-hosts, John with We Are One Consciousness and Daniel Gray Druid. And we have our lovely guest, Yerun, a quantum hypnosis technique hypnotherapist. And to introduce you, uh, I just want to say you're a seasoned QHHT practitioner from the Netherlands, trained directly by Dolores Cannon in 2006, with extensive experience and certifications in Reiki, EFT, EMF balancing technique, and quantum touch healing. Yerun conducts individual sessions, mentors, practitioners, and hosts group events for meditation and past life regressions. He's holding degrees in art therapy and spiritual psychology. He combines diverse modalities like Kriya Yoga and shamanism to facilitate healing with love. And outside of his practice, Yerun enjoys nature, art, dance, and uh, photography. Happily married for many years, he invites collaboration in the greater Los Angeles area. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. I, I spoke to you on, on my individual channel, and it's, it's great to have you back and uh, bring, you, bring you out to... Uh, other audiences as well. And just to get started really quick uh, with a question, uh, I was watching your Instagram feed and you brought up a very interesting case, hypnotherapy case with an individual, correct me if I'm wrong, was connecting to a future self or uh, making a connection to an alien, what we would consider alien or extraterrestrial interdimensional civilization called the Sasani. And yeah. if you could go into the Sasani, who are the Sasani? So, yeah, uh, the name that she said was S. Sasani. And um, this was actually during a group regression that I was doing here in the Los Angeles area. So what, what she described is that she was, this was one of her future lives, and she was living in the Atacama Desert in Chile. And um, she said, I'm a hybrid woman. And she heard the word S. Sasani. And this rung a bell, um, but I couldn't remember where I'd heard it before, then I was remembering sessions that I've done before where somebody would go into a um, scene in their current lifetime where they found themselves being abducted. Um, they were on a spaceship and um, they were being sort of, it looked like they were being experimented on. You know, in, in that situation, me as a past life regressionist, I asked lots of questions, um, you know, make sure that my client is okay. And um, I always try to talk to whatever person is around them to get sort of the scoop on what's happening. And I remember at the time there were these like short, squatty, like gray aliens, and they didn't have a lot to say. They were very sort of drone-like. Is there someone else I can talk to? And this this taller being shows up. This is during the regression. And I could ask it questions and it explained that they were not what we call aliens, but they were an expression of humanity, our humanity humans from the future and from a different timeline. And they came here to harvest like DNA material to create this this hybrid race, both to uh, further their evolution, but also to help humanity uh, to evolve. And there's different generations of these hybrids. And one of them, and I can't remember which generation it was, is called the Asasani. Mm-hmm. And so some of these generations or some of these beings um, they live off planet and they kind of observe humanity to learn from us. And um, some of them are on the planet and then some of them, they travel back and forth. So but yeah, one of these these um, generations is 
it's called the Asasani, as far as I knew. And then, you know, I posted this and then people were like, oh my God, Bashar talks about this. And I've been to, to see Bashar many times, but he's, I've never heard this word before through him, but I, you know, apparently it's a thing out there, which is really good to hear. Yeah. I always love it when, you know, this information gets confirmed from different angles, because um, that really lends credibility to it, I think. Yeah, the validation. And I apologize for the spilling. I, I told the guys before I forgot because I got them mixed up. But I know Sasani might actually be the name of the planet or wherever they're from. And then Sasani are the people I forgot or they're interchangeable. I have to check again. But part of the session is when I talk to a person's higher self and I ask it, why are they shown, you know, the scenes that we end up going into during a session. And what I found out is that you know, being abducted, it still has a lot of fear um, around it for a lot of people. And they think, oh, my God, these evil aliens, they're coming here to do whatever we, they want with us. And that was not the case in this case. You know, this person's soul had contracted with these beings from another timeline of humanity to help them in this current lifetime with genetic material. Like pre-birth, like agreement? Yeah, it was a contract. Yeah. I, I also know that uh, sometimes people will go into a uh, a regression with fear because of remembering something that maybe scary happened but then when they get into the regression it's not as scary yes. as they thought it was it's just yeah. it, was, it was so outside of their realm of reality that it freaked them out that's exactly is correct yes um yeah and so and and oftentimes we find that we find out that they have had experiences as these other beings themselves and they decided to you know go off to earth to help out here and then also to help out um their people from the other timeline and the other time drew it over here he's got some stories <laughs> i wanted to kind of mention uh so briefly kind of contract aspect because uh, so about three months ago brief story um i was astrally abducted into a ship I couldn't sleep, went into my room. I felt like I needed to object myself up. You know, I've done, in my background, I've done four years of remote viewing, helping with people out of trafficking, stuff like that. So when it comes to you know, this type of stuff, it's not, you know, outside of my realm of weird things. My energy taken into the ship, it was really hard to judge the size of the ship too. Um, you know, I think there was some type of temporal thing, but it was four different grays. They kind of, there was a bunch of them in the back. They were kind of doing their thing on the ship, kind of, you know, working and doing whatever they were, and then four of them turned, and then I instantly had the impression, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be here. And they're like, lay on the table. And then as soon as I laid on the table, I don't remember anything. I woke up, went to work. Um, I ended up talking with John and Chris later about it, because um, they're like, why didn't you mention it? I'm like, honestly, I completely forgot about the situation. I ended up seeing something in the sky uh, that day on my break, and then it, it kind of, all these memories started flooding back to what happened earlier. Um, but it, the, the, uh, the impression of being there. And then as soon as they looked at me there, I was like, Oh yeah, I had this appointment. Okay, cool. Like it was very, I, it was weird. Uh, you know, my, my conscious brain didn't understand until I was there at the, at that point. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I need to sit down or I need to lay down. So uh, it's just really interesting how those different details seem to be uh, very common. I mean, to me, it's a very, it's a great experience. I, you know, having done this work now, I'm in my 18th year and have worked, having worked with so many different clients, it's really like shaped my, my view on, you know, who we are as humanity, that we're way more connected to the galaxy than we 
have been led to believe or them we know, you know, like so many people, um, including myself, I've had experiences where I, I would go during a session to other lifetimes, um, you know, that were not on Earth. There were different planets, different galaxies, um, and it's so normal. So it's both our sort of the, the architecture of our soul, um, meaning having lived in other places that makes us who we are here, um, but also experiences like yourself and people being abducted by their own family members or their own tribe or their own group from another galaxy. Um, and then also our genetic makeup. You know, I've also heard many times that our human genome has been um, put together with, by, you know, with um, alien DNA, so to say. Yeah. So that we're, That's my understanding of it too, yeah. We already really are sort of galactic citizens, you know, even our consciousness just trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah. A few months ago, I did my first channeling session, which was really odd because I didn't believe really much in channeling. But uh, the entity group that I am in contact with came through. And the first thing that they addressed was to my partner who was really scared about all this stuff. And they said, you don't have to worry. He's family. He's our family and he's protected um, that he's not going to be taken. Um, this is just part of how things are. And it was very matter of fact and addressing her concerns and everything. But the, I've, I've also heard that from an interview with Chris Bledsoe talking about that they are family, which is really, really interesting. You know, it's not to say the case for everything that is, you know, because we do have different non-human groups um, with different agendas, but I think it is an interesting um, part. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool that you said that as well. I love your experience. Yeah, so nice. I, I, I love that you can talk about it just like, yeah. like I think stories like yourself, you know, that it really helps normalize it for all the many, many people that have these experiences. I really believe that this goes on um, way more than this being going to be more common. Yeah. We have um, we have a the three of us here. We have we have a bond. We we've uh, we met last year. Um, just through social media like TikTok, and um, we often share our experiences almost in real time. Like we're in constant communication with all of our separate experiences within, you know, an hour to three hours. We're, we're communicating constantly, and we have some correlations that go in between and uh, some validation, you know, or I'll sense I'll be in a dreamlike state taking a nap, and his uh, great druids... Um, his, his session that he has with the uh, channeling, I'll be in my dream state and I will see the interaction between him and the entities talking to each other. And I'll feel the vibration and I'll be vibrating. And then we'll get on, you know, through our, through our message service. And I'll be like, you know, I had the weirdest dream. And he'll say, yeah, that was me. And it's just, we had no idea until we started correlating it with each other. So um, that leads me to, uh, to a question. Um, and again, I want to thank you so much for being here. It's an honor. Uh, I've been looking forward to this ever since I saw the interview on Transcendent Vibes channel. And if you don't mind, uh, can you share any unique or surprising revelations that clients have discovered about themselves through regression? Really the most important thing that happens is that people get sort of reconnected to their own soul. They get to experience, um, you know, what they thought was weirdness as the truth of their being and their connection to stores. Here's my cat, Kitty. Oh, <laughs> cute, pretty, love cats. You know, and it's very empowering for people to know that, mm. you know, that they are 
a unique expression of source with all of that weird experience and that, that all these experiences are purposeful. Um, you know, like it's like my own, my own experience being a gay man and genderqueer here on the planet, you know, growing up, that was not reflected back to me as a positive thing. Um, and, and many other of, of the aspects of who I am, I just didn't fit in. And I, I took that on as feeling very wrong and unworthy. And, you know, this is what we really what we all experience, you know, nobody fits the mold that we're given. And during a session, people find out that, you know, that this compassion and empathy um, that they felt all their lives is because they came from another place. And they're here to help anchor that in order to help raise the consciousness on the planet. I mean, that's the general gist. Are you, are you asking about more specific experiences? Um, possibly one that just kind of really you could see the impact on the individual um, once you give the once a session. I know that you probably have repeat clients that continue on with their sessions. I, I figure it's probably not a one shot deal for a lot because um, it is therapy. Um, so like any kind of really life changing um, revelations to to anybody, one that stands out. This is the, kind of my normal. It's hard to pick one because it's kind of like a, a, a one-stop shop for a lot of people. Um, it's mm -hmm. a four-hour-long session, and people come in with a, a long list of questions um, that they get answered. So yeah, people get told about their life purpose, why they're here. Um, they get answers to any kind of weird experiences they might have had. Um, even physical issues get cleared and healed in a moment, or they get told like how to deal with it. Um, so that is it is kind of a wow experience for for most people that do this work, um, you know, and it's it's done through their own consciousness. It's not me doing it for them. I just help them to stay in that space where they're connecting to it. So, I mean, physical healing has happened. Um, I was talking to one of the more recent ones, um, like a woman came out of her session and her, her eyesight was restored completely. She was scheduled for LASIK surgery, um, but it was, and cleared and she could just see 2020. I had another guy come in who I was talking to his higher self and they were working with his DNA asking like, what are you doing with that DNA? And it said, well, we're upgrading a particular part of it and it would release like human growth hormone into his bloodstream. And that would cause him to grow an inch and redistribute um, his muscle and fat tissue in the body. And then when I talked to him, like two, two weeks later, um, he had dropped 14 pounds um, without like doing anything. It would just, it just moved. So that stuff like that happens all the time. And then, you know, people like, I remember one woman coming in, she had received a text on her phone from this odd like area code and she's here in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, and it said, we really love you very, very much. You know, she tried to call it and it was like a disconnected number. And so I remember taking her through a past life. It was a human lifetime. But then um, when she went through the death experience, she flew through space, which happens quite a bit. And she saw this planet that was kind of, um, I think it was gray looking. Mm -hmm. And she started to get emotional because this felt like home to her. And so she landed on the planet. She was greeted by another like the greeter of of her family and they looked like a gray alien and she was explained that this was her home planet that she had just like done an excursion to earth and um she called it the planet uday or uday and um and they confirmed that they had sent her this text 
to let her know, you know, because it was hard being on Earth, feeling separate from her people. Um, so to kind of um, give her some solace from home. This happens quite a bit, like stuff, like odd stuff, um, where people really get connected to different parts of their soul. It's it's really so empowering to see, like how people reclaim themselves as, um, you know, important and true. And this is what they're here for. This is their purpose. What I really like about your uh, the beginning of your answer was was quite impactful for me, and that is that a lot of people um, just have the general knowledge, if any at all, about spiritual healing. And what you said was key is that you're really not the healer. You're like the facilitator. Yeah. Okay, You're the facilitator for the individual soul, the individual person to to heal from within themselves with be through the higher self and downward. OK, and that's uh, that's vitally important. I think that it's a big misnomer that uh, people go in for the spiritual healing and it's the person that is facilitating it is the one that's actually healing them when it's actually internal and yeah. external connected to um, the creator or source. So I want to thank you so much for saying that because um, I think that might help clear some things up for people. And that yeah. that's great, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just we just create the container um, that's right. for somebody to do their work. We just help them focus within their own consciousness um, and kind of like hold the connection and, and, but they're doing all the work. I, I wanted to say, you know, I remember you were, um, great Jude, you were talking about like going up on a ship and stuff like this happens during sessions as well, that we end up in spaceships and they say like, oh, there's beings here. What do they look like? And they describe it. And so most of the time I'm always very curious. I love like taking a little sidebar in sessions and talking to these beings to figure out where they're from and to, you know, oftentimes my clients end up channeling these beings, but it has happened like two times out of the, I don't know, hundreds of times that I've been in this experience that, you know, I have my client kind of tap them on the shoulder, like, Hey, can we have a little conversation? And they say like, no, no time. I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, all hurt, like, Oh my God, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've, I've read cases like that too, where they won't, they won't do it sometimes. Yeah, they're like or... at the controls or like doing stuff and yeah. And, I'm know. busy. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, it's probably a little bit more genuine and they're definitely like, Hey, we're busy. We'll yes. do this later. You know, <laughs> it's really funny. I was talking with, um, we are unconsciousness and transcendence on just the aspect of since the channeling things like, um, law of one, other aspects of having a greater understanding about these things is just kind of innate now after the channeling. So there was like this transference or download in the back, in the back end, almost like a back server, like upload, it, you know, it's like, it's not conscious necessarily. It's, it's the subconscious and like, there's just stuff going on. And, um, you know, they, they showed me a lot of things. There's a lot of symbols, information, emotions. Uh, it was, it wasn't just words, it, you know, it's holy, hard to describe the experience but um you know it, it's just it's really uh really interesting having that experience and now having interactions with more and more people that have had similar things and it's all you know correlates and um just really really cool and i, I kind of wanted to jump off with that was um has anyone made mention of the galactic federation is that a thing in your own uh working with clients yes yeah, this comes up quite a bit as well. Um, clients finding out that they are part of the Galactic Federation um, or that, you know, they show up in a session and we get to talk to them. Oftentimes we find them in sort of like a, 
an auditorium of some kind where there is like a big um, conversation happening about Earth. Remember one, they had like a screen up where they were talking about the whales on Earth um, that they were helping. Um, I forgot what was important about it. Um, I wish I had like clear notes on this because there's so much different things that happen, um, but I'm kind of remembering it on the fly right now. So yeah, that's the thing. And it's, it's, a, it's a group of beings from all over the galaxy that have as goal to help out, um, not just Earth, but Earth is very much a focal point as well, um, to help raise consciousness and to maintain balance. Um, that happens. And then sometimes they decide like they're going to go, you know, get their boots on the ground being on Earth and others stay, you know, outside of it, looking at it and helping out in that way. But that's definitely a thing you've encountered them. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, to, to be honest, uh, I'm becoming more aware that they've been through my life. Um, I know that they are in connection with, again, again John's group. Um, you know, and are they part of the Federation? I have not gotten that detail from them yet. Um, it's been more so, so uh, just with these encounters last year, it's been more focused on the different times in my life that they've been in connection with. And uh, they also brought up the fact that I, there was a particular owl memory that I remember from my childhood. I don't know if you've heard of the owl aspect. We had a lot of paranormal things happen to us. One of the things that really stuck out though, a tree full of owls, my mom and dad were praying and stuff, trying to get them to leave because it was really weird. You know, they were um, Baptist and uh, so you had a lot of fear based around all of that. And then later on, uh, especially this year, I've had the owl motif has been all over, including I did a Reiki session with a friend who said, Hey, I want to let you know that the um, the beans in the room, they really love you. And that there was a giant owl bean looking over you the whole time. You know, stuff like that where it was outside affirmation. Um, so that's that's definitely been a thing. But um, I think it's been a lot of moving past these fears mm. that I've had for a long time. And then letting them know that they're not just outside, but they're connected, like intrinsically. Mm. And then also... I feel like this year is going to, there's going to be a lot more happening, but it's going to be in different ways. And I don't know how to explain that, but um, that's kind of been my experience uh, thus far. I, I know the owl as like a screen memory for like aliens. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. I came across that in Whitley Strieber's, uh, also Dolores Cannon, yeah. and also different people that have all explained these things. And when I came across them, I remember like, oh, yeah, I have my memory. I wonder if that's a screen memory. You know, and I had this passing thought and then I, an hour went by, I was at work, I was doing my day job, just doing normal stuff. And then I started having a full blown PTSD episode. I was wanting to run away. I was wanting to get, you know, like I, I was a fight or flight. I, I wasn't okay emotionally through that whole evening. My girlfriend was really worried about me and um, I, I was able to move past it that week of kind of really internalizing like, okay, this event wasn't negative. It was just how the event happened and that being a mask for my psyche, like, and, 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 and internalizing that. And um, that was actually one of the other things they approached as well in the channeling. Uh, once they were in, in, I was in the back seat and they were driving the channeling where they were talking through my, where they were talking through me. Mm -hmm. um, they mentioned that they were sorry for upsetting me. 
and they didn't mean to. Um, and they, they, they said they even, we make mistakes. And um, I was crying, my tears were running down my eyes, but I, they were still driving my body, so I couldn't really emote. So as soon as the session was over and they rescinded from my uh, psyche, um, I started bawling like a baby for <laughs> for a while. So it, it's been a healing process for sure. It's surreal too, because it's like I've had, I've had many strange things happen to myself as well. And one particular night I had like a sleep paralysis. I don't know if something was happening, but girlfriend had woken me up and she's like, you okay, what's going on? You were like freaking out. And I didn't realize that I was, it was just something was happening to me. And um, I snapped out of it. And he texted me like literally like minutes later. He's like, dude, are you okay? And I was like, what? He's like, he's like, I don't know. I just, you had like something, you can correct me, like something told him or was shown to him and that something had happened. And, and I was just like, that's weird. You know, but I don't think that's a coincidence either. I wonder about your connection. Like in a session, I would be so curious to find out like what the the backstory there is. Like, are you like three little bacterians and, you know, or were you together in this space? It's like, here we go. High five. See you down there or something, you know, yeah. what the connection is. I try to keep myself open because, and it's funny you say Arcturian because that's what a woman had told me. And it's just like, I don't. Like, it's not that I don't believe her or anything. I just keep it open because I know that everything, that whole everything is happening all at once that you keep hearing about. So we have many different connections. It's not always just one. But she says Arcturian, and it's come up more than a few times. Even uh, another friend of ours just spat it off to me one day. He's like, are you Arcturian, dude? And I was like, what the hell? I was like, like that synchronicity. So it was weird. But yeah, like it, it is weird that that keeps popping up, but. This kind of brought up a question for me, if you don't mind answering. So when you're when you're meeting with a client, and and you're going through the the hypnotic um, therapy sessions, do you does it come up to where it's like kind of small stages, like a ramp up of contact, if you will, like it starts off with the little thing that might seem to the client as being odd, and then it slowly, as their awareness may possibly becoming to the surface from their subconscious, you know, that more things start happening. Because for me and uh, myself and Gray Druid, that seems to be very much the case. It's more of like a, well, let's see if they're paying attention, kind of a little subtle hints. And then Mm -hmm. once you pay attention, I always call my group, um, I always call my group, my other selves. So we are, we're, we're one, they are, they are me, I am them, we are one. That's usually how I start making the contact with them. They're very receptive to that, that, nice. that universal consciousness and, and the oneness. I use uh, dowsing rods, which I call channeling rods, and we use a, a, a spirit box okay, for our sessions. Um, and they're very receptive to it. Um, but at this time, I didn't have a spirit box, and I was just thinking, um, I was with my fiance in the kitchen, and I was just thinking, you know, I don't need validation because I've believed this since birth. I've known since birth that there's other life out there. We're not alone in the universe. They've been here. Some are still here, etc. And I asked, and I said, um, am I ever going to meet you? And they said, yes. And then I thought, I didn't, I didn't say it, speak it out loud. I thought, can... I do it now. I mean, not trying to sound selfish, but I I would really love that again. And 
they said no. And I just, I was filled with some sadness at first, you know, a little bit of disappointment, of course, because I'm a human being and that's part of the experience, right? It's part of the learning process. Right. And I just, like, it just came out where I was just, I love you, right? I understand why you can't because it's dangerous, you know, it's dangerous for them, I think, sometimes to just come down, appear, whatever else, you know, there's different forms of travel for them, thought mm -hmm. and everything else. And um, suddenly the rods, I had the one in my right hand touch my left shoulder and one in my left hand touched my right shoulder. And that was the first time they gave me a hug. I so know, it sounds like a hug. That's beautiful. And yeah. thank you. And they give me hugs constantly. Nice. And I always hug them back, right? And I felt it's the it's the most beautiful feeling that words cannot describe. Um, and I know this is repetitive for my my friends here, but I felt like all of the you know we we put on this armor when we deal with with this this density this dimension. We put on this armor against each other to you know to well, we fortify ourselves. So all this anger hatred fear sorrow all these negative um emotions i felt them being pulled away not from my physical body but from my soul mm. when that hug hit right mm. and it was a love that that transcends human love there there's mm. there's not a word for it right and like gray drew it I cried, I bawled like a baby and I felt reborn. Yeah. And that was something that was, while it was in me, right. It was also, you know, touching that, that higher, that higher source through this, this, this density, you know, um, dimensional group that I know that they call themselves M, which, uh, I just kind of researched, uh, lately that it might be a Merthers. So um, that just, but that whole experience was validation for me. And it was such a positive healing experience that even talking about it gives me goosebumps. And I feel just a little bit of it every time we give each other hugs. And people ask me, um, Grant Cameron, which we interviewed, he asked me, he said, uh, what do you think their message is? And I said, well, after talking to them through these sessions and, and um, we have them all recorded and stuff, but I was like, love, hmm. love is their message. That's what they're concerned with. They're concerned about humans understanding the concept of true love, a universal love, not a, I love my car or I love that TV show. Unconditional. Not beyond hmm. unconditional, one that we cannot understand in this incarnation. Yeah, you know, and um, it's it's astounding. It's ast I wish everybody could feel it, and I I bet you anything to the audience that is watching this right now, that some of the clients that have seen this this wonderful person, Jorian, some of his clients have experienced the same thing. At least, yes. Yeah. I'll, thank you. This is. I mean, this is kind of another normal. You know, doing sessions where they either have that a similar experience um you know there's lots of tears streaming down their faces when they are either you know bathing in love and source or with their guides um angels or star family um this is a very powerful healing experience thank you for bringing that up 
Um, and it really does clear the DNA and the physical body from these bent up feelings and emotions and emotional debris from all the traumas. And it erases it. And people come out of it and you can see, like I call it spiritual Botox. Um, like I see it in their face, like here, it's all like relaxed and open and there's a sparkle and they're more present. It's a gift that I feel like even at this point in time, I don't, I can't comprehend how I deserved it. I don't know if that really makes any sense. You know, I know I did or else they wouldn't have given it, but it's, it's so incomprehensible, you know, yeah. that again, I wish everybody could feel even an ounce of it because I yeah. think that would change all of humanity like that if everybody could. And so I always want people to keep their minds open about this, about our being a consciousness. And if we are as one and our message is love, not again, love my car, but like a universal love for thyself and that you can love others because they are you as well. And yeah. so are these entities that, wow, we could, we could transcend our current situation, get rid of a lot of our problems, which I know you've discussed um, about some of your, um, hypnotic sessions with other people talking about what the future would look like. Yeah. And I think that we could be that we could have been there yesterday if we just get on board. I love that you bring this up. Um, also because like we're talking about self-love here and that's some people even think that it is like selfish that you're supposed to like love others first or all the time. Um, you know, and it's, it's a good principle, but if you don't know how to love yourself, um, you know, what kind of, what kind of vessel are you or what, what kind of, vibration are you holding if you deny yourself? Um, and this is coming up in sessions over and over, especially when there's these healing experiences um, that people are really here to love themselves first so they can hold um, their sort of divine frequency and contribute to others or be an inspiration to others. And we just haven't been taught how to do this. And so when we're told to love ourselves, we think it's going to go get a massage or something, but it's really it's really about, in my perspective, like recovering all the aspects of the architecture of your personality that you came in with, that you knew you were when you were a baby, you were still an integral whole. And then little bits and pieces started flying off because, you know, your society and parents and peers and just the vibration of this place, they were trying to cram this square peg in a round hole and the bits and pieces that went flying that were deep, not good enough, we lost them. And, you know, when we have these like love experiences, Often, oftentimes people realize that they are here to anchor a particular expression of source on the planet, um, deliberately so to help like, break down old paradigms and to be a visible marker on the, on the playing field of an option of being that hasn't been seen before. Um, for other people to go like, oh my God, you know, this is, uh, there's this option, this is great. Or, you know, for people that are so steeped in their rigidity to also be tripped and they're thinking like, fuck, you know, why is it, why is it, why is it like that? Why that, that shouldn't exist? You know, um, you know, I really believe that nature is a good example of this because nature just is, uh, you know, I, I connect with nature a lot. Um, nature does not demand me to be any different, but what I am because it shows up as it is. Um, and so, yeah, I really celebrate these sessions where people reclaim part of their original blueprint. Because, you know, it's not just empowering for them, but it's also, it's going to ripple out when other people are with them. Yes. And I really, I mean, this is how it worked for me. I've been on my own healing journey for a long time. And as I learned to purge my being from all the self-judgments and limiting beliefs that I've 
um, taken on being alive on this planet, um, what I found underneath of it all is that I am part of source. And as I stopped judging myself for different things, I wanted to stop judging others um, as well, because if I'm source, then everybody else is too. And so are the animals and the planet, all the life that exists around us. This is my, I think, goal on the planet here to help people connect with their authenticity and their love. Um, so they stop judging themselves and they start seeing their environment as just as they are. And just as they want to stop harming themselves, they will want to stop harming what happens around them. So hopefully, you know, the more people that get this, the less accepting we are of systems of thinking and producing food and all the economics and all the systems that we have around us for violence and brutality and extraction and exploitation and making people the other and that as a excuse to exploit and talk down to them where that will just stop because it will no longer be acceptable i you know that's my belief mm -hmm. in how this this is a way that this can happen um as we sort of upgrade them ourselves by loving ourselves. Um, this is gonna ripple out. And, you know, I've been told in sessions, like just talk about 5D and how to get there and, you know, how does this all work? You know, we are creating the new earth here by upgrading ourselves. Like I just explained that we create these pockets and experiences that we walk in and out of these experiences of like a five dimensional consciousness. Um, and the more that we do this, the more that we love ourselves, the more that um, ripples out and becomes like a stable, sustainable vibration here with the, you know, with the rippling out into the systems of the world that will break down and make make way for some more loving and compassionate um, heart centered systems of thinking. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, let's let's get it done. I mean, honestly, that's yeah. why that's why we're doing this, right? And that's why we're doing this so we can spread that awareness, uh, you know, spread that love yeah. that we have for each other. Like, I love you all, and yeah. let's let's have other people, um, you know, absorb that love and become love themselves and just chain reaction through. As a message for people that are listening, like your weirdness, your uniqueness is really your superpower. You know, for mm -hmm. me, it was being gay and genderqueer. Whether you don't fit the predominant like racial description of a culture or a country um, or the gender, sexuality, expression, or any of the other aspects of a human being that you feel weird about. Like this is really your superpower. You're here to be visible with it and embrace it and help others to sort of aim, um, claim that as well for themselves. You know, you're not weird or wrong for, for that. You're here to, you're not here to fit in. You're here to show how it's done. I wanted to ask, as you had mentioned, blueprint, that's the word I've heard from another hypnotherapist. People say that, you know, we choose like the bulk of, I say bulk, because I know that there's that wiggle room of the free will aspect as we go through. And when the guides come through in the hypno sessions, they're like, they try to explain it, but they say there really is no um, way to fully comprehend it while we're here. Like, because I know, like, for example, like if we go the blueprint, is from A to Z, there's all these other different choices that can happen and stuff like that. So um, have people in the regression mentioned that or any of the guides coming through mentioned that or even the beings? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of confusing, like you said, from, for me as well, because there is this whole scripted part to it. Like we opt into um, this particular lifetime where we, where we pick and choose different experiences. But then there is free will, meaning that you can veer off the path. And I see this happening a lot in when people go into sort of 
historical past lives where they were meant to, um, like I had my own experience, like I was meant to move more into um, the heart in one of my past lives that I've become aware of. And I didn't. Um, it's confusing to me. I don't know how it works, to be honest, because I hear all the time that stuff happens for a reason always, but then there's also free will. And kind of my grasp at this is that, you know, there's, this is really like an experiment and a game for our souls to come here and to, to use a set of parameters to try and figure something out. But then within the parameters, you can make like a site, like a site uh, journey, you know, and learn some, but it's all experience or learning for the soul to be able to expand. And, you know, if, when you come out of it, you have this live review and you go like, oh, that was interesting. You know, like I didn't quite get what I was trying to aim to, was aiming to do in this lifetime right. because this was a little too hard or I took on too much, or I was kind of distracted by, you know, greed or lust or whatever was going on. Um, I'm going to try it again. And this time I'm going to, I'm going to pick you and you and you, would you like to come into this life with me? Um, you're going to be my, my evil um, parent who like teaches me to not love myself so I can have this journey to, to experience that and tend to know how to love myself again. Um, so you contract with different people and then you set up a new set of parameters in a new lifetime and then you go in and, and try that. So as I'm talking, I guess, I think there is, we do set a purpose with a set of parameters for earth lifetimes, but then um, there is the possibility to have all kinds of different experiences and also to change it as we're in it. That's what uh, Bashar says. And I I saw it kind of like if I had to picture it or use an analogy, it's kind of like a tree, like you have the main trunk, but it's just like all these branches that can go in different directions, which is why I think we can't fully comprehend it because we have all these other choices that we can make but we can't like see it. I mean, I've had glimpses. I mean, there's a time where I was walking in the street and I had like this massive like deja vu. And it was like, I knew why I was at this particular place that I was staying at, why I was here for a reason. I remembered like all of myself and then it was taken from me and I was just like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then I felt blind again, or even like for lack of a better term, like dumber, like, I felt like I understood and then I felt like that understanding was taken away. I looked at it as like, why, why can't I just like have the veil be lifted, you know, and that's, you know, why do we have to be here? So disconnected, but I mean, I've been shown over and over again that this is something that we take on purposefully, that there is, right. you know, like earth is, seems to be a coveted place to go as a soul to learn certain things because we get these blinders, we get sort of this limited perspective and it forces us to um, have very particular learning experiences that we cannot have when we're all connected and all knowing. It's like, um, we really, I have to identify with the game here, with all the feelings and emotions that are happening to really go through to be in it, to be able to, to learn the things and to experience the things that we, that we want to experience. Like I've been told many times by a soul or a guide that earth is very coveted because you can have these experiences here of, of being in feelings um, because they don't exist in other realms. I heard in higher dimensions, yeah, that it's like that. Like yeah. Bashar says that they don't, like they're aware of negativity and things like that, And but because they're so connected, it's not really, they choose to have a more loving experience. There is a purpose for us being here. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I have a, fun, I have a fun example for, for something like this. Um, I was in a session with somebody and they were, um, 
like a purple angel being, and they were telling me that they were looking at Earth with um, with longing, and um, and I asked them about it. It's like, what what do you like about Earth so much? And they said, well, because you can have all these experiences. It's so varied, and you can have all these feelings. Then they went into a, a human Earth lifetime. I think that's maybe where we started the regression. And they found themselves, they're a man in this current lifetime, but they were a woman in this past lifetime on earth and described themselves as this beautiful voluptuous redhead somewhere in a Nordic place or Scotland or something. Um, it was a more primitive time and they lived in a cottage just outside of the village. And we found out it was like a thoroughfare for like travelers because, you know, one of my questions is always like, how do you spend your time? What do you do with your time the most? And my client kind of hesitantly says, I am in bed and I see him frown and I'm like, you're in bed. What do you do in bed? He goes, I'm having sex, a lot of it. And uh, I was like, are you a sex worker? And he goes, no, I mean, I get paid for it, but I fucking love this. <laughs> and it turns out that um, this woman at that time, you know, she was like, this is what she loved to do. She loved experiencing all kinds of flavors of sexuality. Cottage was just outside of town at the thoroughfare because you could have like fresh influx of like travelers come in and have more sex. So, um, you know, this is so funny to me because usually I deal with like sort of higher life purposes of like, come to the planet Earth to help. And, you know, and this angelic being um, said they wanted to come and learn about pleasure. And so they, they took on that experience to learn about pleasure. It was very particular. Many different reasons, yeah. It makes and, sense. I mean, it really yeah. does to have the experience, you know, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. We might have, you know, humans might have judgment on it, like even hearing it now, like why would you come to the planet as an angel and then be a sex worker? Well, because this is an experience that we're here to have. So... Yeah, to also not judge those, you know, odd experiences that we might have. Yeah. Right. And it was interesting because I was asking, like, well, how does the village think about this? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're in like medieval Europe, like here come the pitchforks and like, you know, right. being burned at the stake and stuff. But no, she was, she was, she had esteem in the village. She was also providing pleasure. This is what it said. It, she provided pleasure to the villagers as well. Yeah. So yeah. they had it worked out. <laughs> We're going to have to have you back on again, because I, I know that we have so many questions still. Please have me on, because I love talking about this. I often, because I've been doing this for so long, I forget that the stuff that I encounter is helpful for other people to know about it. Um, yeah, and I kind of just forget about it. I just do sessions like four times a week, and they're, you know, they're extraordinary or very simple. But there's always something that comes out of it where I go like, huh, interesting. And it's looking back at it, it's really shaped my my view on, on my own identity as a, as a person or a soul here, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. the view of, of what I think we're doing here. And it's, I mean, the view that I have is that we live in a benevolent universe and um, that all our experiences are really here to help us expand and that we're here temporarily. You know, I really see myself and all of us as spiritual beings of one kind or another. And we kind of um, dip into this, this game field here to have these experiences and to expand our consciousness and then to pull back out and review and process and then have another experience, but it's an ongoing journey. You know, death in the sense that we think about it, it does not exist. It's just experience to me. What you've done with every one of those clients 
is you've spread that love, you've spread that understanding of just a little bit more, and they will spread it to others and others and others. And it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And the more that we go down this road, the more work that you do, I think that we would be at a terrible disservice if you weren't. So I want to thank you, you know, from the bottom of my heart for all of your hard work and dedication. Um, it must have been great to have uh, learned underneath Dolores Cannon. Um, I'm, I bet you she was just a, a great woman. And maybe next time we'll get together and just, you know, I was always just kind of curious not just the first meeting, but like every other time you had an interaction, just how it went, you know, soul to soul, just having a nice little conversation, whether it be over tea or who knows, you know, um, because regardless, you're a real person, just like the rest of us. So we always put our pants on the same way and we like to just have our <laughs> relaxation time. And it's not all serious all the time because life is supposed to be about the experience of joy and happiness as well. And um, just Wow, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure to have you here. I, you've you've brought a lot of insight and uh, joy into my day today. So thank you. thank you for that. Oh, that is so heartwarming. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, and thank you for the community that that you provided for me as well. Um, to you know, because I'm like you, I'm born in the early '70s. When I grew up, there wasn't anything like this. I'm like. Am I alone here? You know, there wasn't. <laughs> and now getting to connect with my clients that have similar experiences and you guys, like this is always, and I think it's really powerful to have community in our experiences. Yes. Yeah. And Thank people, uh, uh, when we were talking to Grant Cameron, is like, how does this get uh, normalized? And it's like, you talk about it and you keep talking about it. And it's just kind of writing like wildfire. And I've asked these guys like off screen, and I'm like, you guys feel that right like it's weird like you we all feel like something's coming and it's been in the process of that for like such a long time but now it's becoming more and more tangible you have congress members talking about interdimensional beings and the you know people are seeing the corruption everywhere you got france germany like everyone's standing up to to push back and say no and and fight against the norm people sharing their near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, hypnotherapy sessions, and all of that. And it's becoming more normalized. So thank you for, for doing that. It, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. And I have more questions. We just don't have time for it. But, I look forward uh, to it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I have to get ready for, for my session for the day. See what Sweet. comes up today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So nice to meet you all. Thank, thank you for you. sharing. You as well. Like, share, and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the other side.